Why does Donald Trump's extreme rhetoric seem to have no negative impact on his standing among Republican voters? As you no doubt heard, last Saturday in New Hampshire, Trump said that migrants are poisoning the blood of America. Language like that fuels the narrative that Trump is an authoritarian. But might he actually be more moderate than dictatorial? That's the provocative thesis of my next guest, who made that claim in a New York Times essay. He says that despite the rhetoric, Trump's actual record is that of a pragmatist. And as to the inflammatory quotes, there's evidence they actually are boosting Trump's standing. A Des Moines Register poll just showed how when the Register read a list of eight of Trump's more incendiary remarks to likely Iowa Republican caucus goers, well, you'll find these results shocking. Asked about Trump's statement that immigrants who enter the U.S. illegally are, quote, poisoning the blood of America, 42% of likely Republican Iowa caucus goers said that makes them more likely to vote for Trump. As for his claim that if reelected president, he would authorize sweeping raids, giant camps, and mass deportations, 50% said that makes them more likely to support him. As for his claim that, quote, the radical left thugs that live like vermin in the U.S. need to be rooted out, 43% said that makes me more inclined to vote for him. A possible explanation lies in this Times essay by Matthew Schmitz, titled The Secret of Trump's Appeal Isn't Authoritarianism, in which Schmitz writes, during his presidency, Mr. Trump's often intemperate rhetoric and erratic behavior ended up accompanying a host of moderate policies on matters ranging from health care and entitlements to foreign policy and trade. Mr. Trump routinely rejected the most unpopular ideas of both political parties. Issue by issue, Schmitz then tries to delineate between Trump's rhetoric and his actual governance. By way of example, with regard to the abortion question, he writes this, though he championed the overturning of Roe versus Wade and has charged Democrats with supporting laws that make it legal to rip the baby out of the womb, quote unquote, in the ninth month of pregnancy, he has also broken with abortion opponents after Mr. DeSantis signed Florida's ban on abortions after six weeks, Trump called the move a terrible mistake. By criticizing both late-term abortions and the most comprehensive restrictions on access, Trump has managed to reflect the muddled views held by much of the electorate. Joining me now is Matthew Schmitz. He's a founder and editor of the online magazine Compact. Matthew, CNN viewers have steam coming out of their ears right now, and they are saying, are you joking? We're talking about a guy who sought to overturn the election result. That's the conduct of an authoritarian, not of a moderate. And you would say what? So as you said, Michael, and thanks for having me on, uh, it's important to look, as you know, a lot of voters seem to do, not just at Trump's rhetoric, but at his record um, on immigration. Uh, his rhetoric is inflammatory and seems to be getting more so. Um, you know, recent polling has shown that voters uh, have more trust in Trump's record on immigration than on Biden's. So one way to understand, you know, how can people be abiding this rhetoric, which sounds so crazy, they may be looking at images of the border and saying, well, you know, rhetoric that's a little wild. You know, I can, I can overlook that when there's such a deep crisis at the border. You mentioned those uh, poll results from Iowa. I think one risk that there is for the Trump campaign is though Republican caucus goers who are very committed Republicans said that some of these statements were more likely. A plurality said that those statements made them more likely to vote for Trump. A plurality of independents said of some of those statements that they made them less likely to vote for Trump. So the 
political valence of this may change as we move from the primary to the general. Okay, by the way, we have up on the screen right now the Des Moines Register poll, which goes through those eight statements. And on the left, in the darkest of color, are those who say, yeah, I agree with him. Isn't, isn't the takeaway from the Des Moines Register poll, Matthew, that it's not as if his core electorate secretly hopes for the moderation that you write about. No, they want the guy who stood in New Hampshire last week and said, migrants are poisoning the blood of America. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what you advance in your piece, isn't it? I think I can push back on that a bit, Michael. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, in the Des Moines Register polling, you saw that uh, a plurality uh, said that the poisoning the blood comments made them more likely to support Trump. At the same time, a plurality of those same Republican, uh, likely caucus goers, said that Trump's talk of possibly terminating parts of the Constitution made them less likely to support Trump. So, you know, what, what, ex what could explain that difference? I don't know. It's pure speculation. But we do see that on the underlying issues that voters are more likely to trust Trump than Biden on the issue of immigration. But on the issue of defending democracy, voters are more likely to trust Biden than Trump. So I'm not sure, but I think some of that um, you know, may reflect voters trying to comment on the underlying issue. Matthew, the, uh, the essay in The Times was jarring, I think, to many of their readers, you know, especially that this opinion, which was provocative, uh, was published in The Times. So I paid attention to the comments. I'll put on the screen and read to you aloud. Here was the number one comment. <laughs> Uh, how many times will apologists for Donald Trump disingenuously tell us to take him seriously but not literally? I think Selena Zito was the first to say that. Mr. Schmitz makes a shameful attempt to whitewash Trump's rhetoric and distract us from the danger Trump poses to American democracy and the rule of law. Trump, the only president in our history who mounted a coup to overturn the results of an election he lost and who openly expresses his admiration for authoritarian rulers like Russia's Vladimir Putin is no moderate. You would say what to Stephen N., who filed that? Well, well first, thanks to Stephen N. for reading. Uh, you spoke in the last segment about the uh, legal prosecution of Trump, and I think that underlying those legal maneuvers is a political judgment. There is a conviction among many people, I think including many viewers of this show, that Trump Reckon, you know, represents a radical departure from politics as it has been, that he's a threat to democracy. Uh, the suggestion of my essay is that he may be less of a threat than thought. And I ground that uh, argument less on, you know, Trump's own intentions, which I can't really uh, look into, than on the views of, you know, median voters who support him. So the fact that Trump is getting you know, 40%-plus of Hispanic voters uh, in current polls, that he's getting 20%-plus of black voters, very high numbers for a Republican, suggests to me that Trump's appeal uh, for those voters who can deliver the race to him doesn't have to do with white supremacy, doesn't have to do with dictatorship, but instead has to do with, you know, response to you know, his moderate take on entitlements. And I, I, Trump, Matthew, Trump's I rhetoric, think that's legit. Or, I, I, got, I think that's legit. I, I cannot imagine that the numbers that you've just cited, particularly among folks of, of color or Hispanics, uh, are in response to the rhetoric. It's got to be something else. Maybe it's the record of the incumbent. Thank you. It was provocative, and I appreciate the fact that you wrote it and we're willing to come and discuss it. Thank you, Michael.